This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. Oh, BYU Sports Nation is live as ever. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, June 25th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Mel Kuyper of the mascot draft, Jason Shepard. Look, uh, Mel may have technically more hair, but I would like to think my hair is better Ooh, than Mel. That's, uh, that's a bold Look, his, here's the problem. Here's the problem with, with Mel's hair. Like, like, he can't ever change it. Not that my hair has changed, of course, in my life significantly, but he can never change it. So that look, he has to keep that look forever <laughs> because that's what he's known for beyond his knowledge of the NFL draft. I can hear you right now uh, assessing all mascots. I like the Duke Blue Devil in the second round to Oakland. Somebody in the second round's rolling dice. If you ask me, he grades out. He doesn't grade out that high because you want the guy inside that makes more plays, makes more of an impact, and maximizes the crowd better than others. Wow, that was impressive. <laughs> look, let's be honest. If we're mascot drafting here, we have to look no further than the mascot right here on campus. Uh, that just won the best mascot yes. of the nation. Cheating or not, bot votes or not. No, 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 no. Legit. <laughs> Cosmo. <laughs> yes. Because Cosmo apparently in some mascot draft, draft was taken in the fifth round. Okay. So the first thought that popped in my mind when I saw this was, oh, he's the Tom Brady of that draft. So there's going to be a documentary that well, comes but how out many, later. How many rounds do we know? Is it like the normal seven rounds like in the NFL? I don't, if it's like 60 rounds, then that's pretty look, good. If he's not number one overall pick, or at least in the first round, then I am totally look, discrediting this mascot draft. Cosmo Cougar is a first-round draft pick, okay? I don't care what you're doing. The Yes, the 30 for 30 is coming out. It's going to be called the Cosmo 6. And, and the, it will go through the six like Cosmo mascots yes. that were drafted before Cosmo was taken in the fifth round. What if, what if I told you? That the the winner of the mascot of the best mascot in the country wasn't even an entrant. <laughs> he, he wasn't even included. He wasn't even included in it. And then he, <laughs> both of the finalists, Straight. Big Red from Western Kentucky Straight. and Cosmo were both write-ins because <laughs> fan bases had such a. I mean, they freaked out about it, and they got Big Red and Cosmo to the final. Look, sixteen seeds. The video that went viral a couple of seasons ago that was on Sports Center, and you can find it everywhere. That. Right there is cause for Cosmo to be in any legitimate mascot debate. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the Mel Kuyper of Mascot Draft Breakdowns, Jason Shepard. Uh, we have a fantastic show lineup for you today. The BYU defense gets a key defensive player back for the 2020 season. Why Isaiah Heron came back to BYU after announcing he would enter the transfer portal. Another BYU defensive back, Malik Moore, will join us and tell us why he led the movement in BYU football's Black Lives Matter video. Plus, a Kafusi edition of Deep Blue and the best to ever wear number 36 in Provo. Here are your Thursday BYU Sports Nation headlines. 
Spencer, you were just mentioning this after entering the transfer portal. Cornerback Isaiah Heron announced on Instagram yesterday he has decided to stay at BYU. Heron had said he was looking to transfer due to the, quote, current climate in America in regards to racial injustice, end quote. Heron now says that he's, quote, looking forward to using his opportunities here at BYU to make a positive impact. Now, last season, Heron finished with 22 tackles, 17 were solo, and two pass breakups. Much more from his very well-composed yes. letter in just a few minutes. BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo ranked number three best athletic director at a non-Power 5 athletic program as it relates to basketball and football head coaching hires. So he's being judged on just the two sports. On the two, on the two sports, that's it. They're the money makers. we know. This according to Jeff Goodman of Stadium. In Holmo's tenure, he's hired two football coaches, Bronco Mendenhall and Kalani Satake, of course, who have combined for a 649 win percentage, 14 bowl games in 15 years, and two conference titles, both in the Bronco era. And he's hired two basketball coaches, Dave Rose, that worked out well, and Mark Pope. So far, so, so good far there. So great. They've combined for a 722 win percentage, eight NCAA tournament appearances in 15 years. Really, it should be nine, but COVID shut down last season. And four conference titles. Now, if Mark Pope wins a conference title <laughs> in the West Coast Conference, he might just achieve GOAT status. Here we go. When Mark Pope okay. wins right. a conference title in the WCC. Okay. There's, Stay more, there's more from Goodman. Counts. Absolutely. More from Jeff Goodman. He has BYU as one of the winners in the Hoops Transfer Portal, ranking the Cougars sixth in his biggest winners and losers of the college basketball transfer portal. Uh, he has he said that uh, Matt Harms and Brandon Averett uh, are a pair of impact grad transfers. Uh, Goodman says that Harms and Averett won't replace graduating big men Yoli Childs and Jake Toulson, but they will help ease the blow. Now, Goodman also ranked Gonzaga the eighth best, biggest winner. He also has Utah as number 11 as one of the biggest losers. You had to throw that in there, didn't you? It was in the poll. <laughs> We're just educating people. A wealth of BYU golf news today. All-American BYU alumnus and pro rookie Peter Quest making his PGA Tour debut at the PGA Travelers Championship in Connecticut. He tees off in the first round at 2 Eastern while honorary Coop Tony Fino tees off at 1 Eastern. And Zach Blair, BYU represent on the course, currently two under through 12. Not done. BYU golf alum Daniel Summerhays teeing off in his final event as a touring pro. Summerhays currently even par through three holes at the Utah Championship, part of the Corn Ferry Tour. Summerhays pairing includes his nephew Preston, very cool, and current BYU golfer Cole Ponich, who is one over par. Other BYU guys, including Patrick Fishburne and Mike Weir, uh, are on the course today. Fishburn is even par through six holes. I said there's a ton happening with BYU golf today. They got a good thing going. BYU golf represents men and women. Men right? and women. Uh, they they are very successful programs. It's good. Uh, not to be overlooked. The 1981 men's golf team, the first real big NCAA championship winner in athletics uh, history here. I mean, in, ter in terms yeah. of a team, 81 men's golf. All right. It's time to rise and shout. Let's go to what's trending. You're talking about it. And so are we. It's what's trending on BYU sports nation. A key defensive back is back at BYU. We just told you about Isaiah Heron pulling himself out of the transfer portal after 
perusing around some historical black colleges and universities and their football programs and deciding that he's going to stay at BYU. Now, I want to read the entirety of his very well-written statement, and I quote, I want to start off by saying thank you to all the historically black colleges and universities willing to give me an opportunity after I put my name in the transfer portal. I also want to thank BYU from the entire football staff to the president. I want to make it clear that my intentions to leave were not because of BYU. This place has been nothing but great to me by providing opportunities and relationships that I'm grateful to have. He continues, the reason I wanted to leave was due to the current climate in America in regards to racial injustice and the killing of unarmed black men and women. I felt a historically black college was the best place that I could help tackle these injustices because of the culture and locations of the schools. With a little more time to think, I have made the decision to stay here at BYU. I realized I can have an impact in this state by opening eyes here and help other African-Americans in Utah because of the small amount of diversity that's here. I'm looking forward to using my opportunities here to make a positive impact, end quote. Jason, I was so impressed with how this was thought out, presented, and uh, just props to Isaiah Heron for for doing this. In terms of the statement itself— you know, we can certainly get into what he was talking about. Sure. But in terms of the statement, this is how you put out a statement. This is fantastic. Very, very well very, presented. Very, well rep- okay. very well presented. Then there's this, Jason. Uh, he is a key player in the BYU yeah. secondary, which is loaded with talent. But losing him was like, ugh. Yeah. The thought of that was, was, uh, that was a blow to the to BYU defense. So what does Isaiah Heron's return as a football player mean to BYU? Well, and I'm going to touch on the football f- aspect on the field, but it, it, him coming back means a lot of different sure, things. Sure, yeah. Look, it means the BYU gets to keep a very talented player in the mix for playing time. And, Her- and Heron, he's a guy that's obviously going to see the field. The coaches, they've invested a lot of time in him. They saw glimpses of what is possible, not just – this year, but down the road once he continues to grow and progress. So I know they were excited about the opportunities that he has in the program. So from that standpoint, you're getting a very talented football player back and and on the field. It's also a very positive social message that he wants to stay and make an impact socially while at BYU. And he said, you know, originally he thought that he was going to have to leave in order to do that. But now he realizes the impact that he can have by staying here. So the the social message that this presents means a lot. And the third thing it shows me is, and this is something that we've talked about with Kalani Sataki in the past. It means that even if you put your name in the transfer portal, you're not going to be written off. That there is an opportunity for you to come back. And I think that's a big deal for anybody that's in that situation. And Kalani has has shown that not just in this situation with Isaiah, but in other situations where guys, you know, for one reason or another, wanted to put their name in the transfer portal and then decided against it and decided to come back. It could be very easy for these coaches to say, hey, you, you wanted to leave so you can go. That's not the way Kalani Satake is handling that, and I, I think that speaks extremely highly of Kalani and the football coaches that these guys are welcomed back with open arms. Sure, if you can leave the door open, why not? And it's more conducive in a sport like football where the roster is just yes. generally way bigger. I mean, you have way more scholarships to work with, so you do have that luxury of saying, 
hey, if you change your mind, feel free to come back. Yes. Let's talk about it. Let's work through it. Whereas basketball, I mean, you have 13 scholarships, and it's like, okay, well, you got to tell me if you're going because if you go, then I'm probably going to offer this scholarship to somebody else because I need to protect my program. I got to watch out for somebody. So football does have that luxury over a sport like basketball where they're just, it's because the roster is bigger and the scholarships are more available. This is well played. You're right by Kalani Satake in that regard. I love that Isaiah has made the decision to come back and make an impact at BYU. Frankly, we need it, Jason. We need it. Uh, the predominantly white culture at BYU is in need of uh, more understanding. And Derwin Gray used the word ignorance, as did Yoli Childs. And it, he's like, Yoli specifically said, I don't want this to, to seem as like um, that I'm, I'm throwing shade at uh, BYU or the people here. He's like, ignorance doesn't necessarily have to be a, a degrading thing. Um, and it has a bad connotation. It's just a lack of awareness. Yeah, not knowing. It's a lack of awareness. Yeah. And now we are having our eyes open to all of this. And so I like that Isaiah Heron is joining this movement to educate people in Provo and in Utah and in a state that doesn't have a ton of diversity. So I'm, I'm as grateful as I am for BYU. And, and I know that the coaches are stoked to have his athletic skill back on the field. This is, this is big. Uh, so the statement was well written and, and I'm, BYU needs him back to to do this to help us understand more and to uh, get rid of that ignorance. Yeah, it's a he is a very talented football player that did a very mature thing in terms of going through the process and then ultimately deciding to come yeah. back, hoping that he can make an impact with social injustices. It's fantastic. Topic number two, and as we mentioned in headlines, our guy Jeff Goodman from Stadium put together a list of the biggest winners and losers of the 2020 College Hoops Transfer Portal. Now, he liked the additions of Harms and Averett, ranking the Cougars as the sixth biggest winter okay. winner. Okay. Okay. So, now, we also know, on the other side of things, Mr. Bracketology himself, one Joseph Lenardi, uh, does not currently think that BYU will be an NCAA tournament team this year. So you've got some positive news on one side. You've got some somewhat negative news on the other side. I'll ask you, Spencer, okay. which is more accurate right now, BYU winning the transfer portal or not being an NCAA tournament team? Uh, clearly the transfer portal designation is the more accurate one. And I'm going to point to a tweet I saw yesterday from at the slipper still fits on Twitter. It is Gonzaga's SB Nation account. And they brought up a very, very good question, which I was thinking when I looked at, at uh, Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology. Why is BYU nowhere to be found on this list? Jason, I don't have so much of a problem with Lenardi not having BYU in the bracket right now, but you don't have BYU anywhere in the first 12 teams out? It's ridiculous. That's so far off the mark right now. Again, I know he's putting a ton of stock into well, they lose their top three leading scores: Yoli Childs, Jake Tulison, T.J. Haas. How could they possibly bounce back and be a tournament team after losing that much production? Which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last time BYU lost its top three scores, BYU went from 25 wins in a season down to 18. That was the transition from 2001 to 2002. In 2001, they were a tournament team. 2002, they were not. Okay, so all of that favors Joe Lenardi's thinking. Yes. yes. This is not your typical BYU situation. 
If they are indeed a top six biggest winner in the transfer portal, they bring in a 7-3 guy that's been to the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16 at Purdue. They get Brandon Averett, who was at Oklahoma State and Utah Valley. And they're still bringing back Alex Barcelo from Arizona and implementing these transfers from Utah Valley. And perhaps a player to be named very shortly who uh, many BYU fans are excited about but we can't talk about yet. This is a different scenario. BYU is clearly, clearly in the mix to make the tournament right now. They, they need to be somewhere on the sheet. If he doesn't want to put in the bracket, fine. But they're one of the final 12 teams out right now as composed. This, this uh, roster that Mark Pope has crafted, losing those three prominent players has been nothing short of spectacular, Jason. Yeah, the most accurate right now is clearly them winning the transfer portal. Look, we know the players that BYU signed via the transfer portal, and while it's still technically on paper, we know the types of players that they got, and I think that speaks to what you were talking about. And, and we know the type of, of numbers and production that they're capable of. We have no idea, and neither does Joe Lenardi right now. We're eight months away from an NCAA tournament. I understand this is a very, very early list. I agree with you. It, it's one thing to not have them currently in. It's another to not even have them mentioned at all. Look, too many things can go right or wrong to make the prediction this far out. I'm, I'm not going to get too overly upset that, that he doesn't have them in right now. But I, I'm going to go with the known versus the unknown. And right now, we know the types of players that Mark Pope was able to get. And you're talking about a, a guy that was the, the, you know, the whack newcomer. And obviously, you go, you go to a school prior to UVU, like Oklahoma State, you're in the Big 12. We know what, what type of a conference that is for basketball. So you know the type of player that Brandon Averett's going to be. You mentioned Matt Harms, and most people looked at him as one of the best guys available, the grad transfers available. BYU beat out Kentucky. I don't care who you are. If you're beating Kentucky for somebody, that's a big, big deal. So, yeah, I'm going to go. Most accurate right now is winning the transfer portal. Well, just let me make a statement here, Jason, with the wardrobe upgrade. Oh, you're going, are you going backwards? Backwards hat. Does that mean something different than just Tournament wearing train. it normal? Uh, yeah, it means that means you're more serious than absolutely. normal? Absolutely. Yes. You're serious, but with some style? Have you seen Over the Top, Jason? Great Have I seen Over the movie. Top? What happens when Sylvester Stallone puts on the hat backwards? Yeah, it's game time, baby. He turns it. It's like a switch. All right? He's not messing around. Yes. Over the top. <laughs> He's winning that yes. arm wrestle. Uh, yeah. You know what? I respect Lenardi. He does an amazing job. I think he's just significantly missed the target here, not having BYU somewhere on that sheet. And again, when Gonzaga, <laughs> Gonzaga people don't like BYU, but they still recognize what Mark Pope and the Cougars yes. have here. They got to be somewhere on that sheet. All right, our question of the day: Which is more a more accurate statement about BYU basketball and why Cougars winning in the transfer portal or? BYU isn't an NCAA tournament team. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Oh, boy. Sometimes I have a hard time reading these tweets. (laughs) At New England underscore AU answers on Twitter. Neither statement is more accurate. BYU is a top 25 team and are true. Wait for it. Blue National Championship oh, contender. Blue alert. Oh, okay. Alert. All right. Okay. 
You know what? I'd just make the tournament. BYU has every capability of being a single-digit seed in the NCAA tournament with this roster right now. Look, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let New England uh, underscore AU have this one because look, getting excited about BYU basketball is a good thing. I'm gonna let him have it. <laughs> I am gonna just I'm gonna just leave that there and let him have that. Uh, I'm cool throwing the hat backwards, but yeah, I, I need the goggles for that one for sure. All right, coming up. Where does Fred Warner rank among linebackers in the National Football League? And you're not going to want to miss this. Malik Moore, another BYU defensive back on why he felt so strongly about leading the movement in BYU football's Black Lives Matter video. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation, tune in for the BYU Basketball All-Decade Team. Watch as we recognize the best of the last 10 years in Cougar basketball at noon Eastern time. We are live in Studio B, and yes, I am backwards hat guy today with the tourney train cap on. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. Didn't realize the attorney train hat was a snapback. It has to be, right? <laughs> There's so much swag in it. <laughs> it's, it's the most awkwardly shaped hat ever. Like That's primarily why I wear it backwards. By the way. If I put it on forwards, it's just like. <laughs> are you snapback guy or are you fitted guy? Are you flex guy? Mostly I'm flex fit guy. Flex I'm flex fit. fit. Yeah. Flex fit. Okay, that's important. All right. Yes. We, we can relate on that. Yes. Um, Jason, I'm super excited about this uh, next segment that we have. Recently, we spoke with the young man. Malik Moore at the forefront of BYU football's Black Lives Matter movement and video production. Watch this once again. My brothers have many colors. My brother believes the same color. My brother embraces my differences. My brother stands with me, not against me. My brother helps me in time of need. My brother stands for justice. Stand up and take action. Don't wish for change, be the change. Don't wish for change, be the change. Don't wish for change, be the change. We've watched inequality, racism, and oppression by the system for far too long. We are tired. We want justice. We want justice. We want justice. Stand with us and help bring justice. To the heinous actions that reoccur too often in the black community. Stand and bring justice and equality. We're all one and all part of the human race. No matter who you are, be the voice to those around you. Don't be blind to the injustice and the inequalities in our country. This is for George Floyd. This is for George Floyd. This is for George Floyd and the countless others who've died from the hands of injustice. Let's all come together and be one and stand for what's right. We need everyone to help make change. This can't be done alone. This can't be done alone. This can't be done alone. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Malik Moore joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. And we began the interview with Malik by asking him how this COVID summer has altered preparations for the upcoming football season. Man, it's been crazy for sure. Like having to wear a mask everywhere. and The preparation is for sure different. It takes like a lot of uh, adjusting to do. We never, you know what I'm saying? We never been, never been like this before ever. So, I mean... The new normal is is crazy. How are preparations going for the season right now? It's going good. Um, it's it's fortunate that we we're able to start a little earlier than a lot of schools working out while like working out and uh, just getting prepared for the season. Um, I mean, it's going good. <laughs> oh, it's really it's not really not much you can really say about it. It's just working out and everything's on a time schedule. Got to take your temperature before every before every day, every day. So I mean, it's nothing, nothing, nothing really big. But. 
Yeah, well, of course, I mean, staying healthy is priority number one, especially when you're 10 weeks away from uh, the potential start of the college football season. We want to know more about you. I mentioned that you went to Point Loma High School. You're from San Diego. But tell us how you ended up at BYU and when the Cougars kind of came into your scope. Um, so the, the BYU came to my school one day, and my coach called me and was like, hey, BYU's here. Uh, come chit-chat for a little bit. And it was a couple of me and my teammates. And then uh, it was Coach Lamb who was actually there at the time. And I didn't know BYU was even like a school, let alone like know what the LDS religion was. So I'm, I see the why and I'm like, Yale or whatever it is. <laughs> they came and uh, they told me all about the school. Like I had no idea what it was. And then, um, it kind of just went from there. And then we kept on, we kept on talking and, uh, we just, you know, kept in contact. And December came around. I went on my visit. And that's really when they officially offered me. And then I just committed. I liked it. I liked the environment there. Um, I just like what BYU has going on for the players. And the coaching staff here is like, it's, it's amazing. Family-oriented. And they care about you. So, What, what uh convinced you in the you mentioned some of the reason but was there a moment where we were like oh this is I went from thinking it was Yale to no it's something very different right <laughs> um I think whenever I think whenever I was on my I think whenever I was on my visit just the way they were talking about the connections that you can get here at BYU and just the networking here and for me it's like it's bigger it's always bigger than football because you know football is temporary you can get hurt and your your career is you know, it could be over. So, I mean, the networking, like the future that BYU can give you was something that really just caught my eye. So, BYU junior defensive back Malik Moore with us on BYU Sports Nation. Malik, uh, we look forward to extraordinary things that you're going to do on the football field, but we need to give you credit for an extraordinary project that you took on and really just knocked out of the park. Um, you were a huge part of composing the words to the Black Lives Matter video that you and your BYU football brothers put out. And it really resonated, uh, not just across BYU Sports Nation, but it, it reached a lot of people. So walk us through the process of that. When, when did you feel like you wanted to do that? And, and when did you present it to uh, your guys that you wanted to go forward and do this thing? Um, so really, after George Floyd's uh, death, a couple of days later, I just kind of woke up. And I just, like, it was just something that was on my heart that was really strong about it. And I was like, wow, like, I think we really have to, like, do something because we're given this big platform. And, like, me doing it by myself, this post on Instagram, it might not go anywhere. So it's like, for me, I just had to just kind of uh, just want to do something with the platform. So I texted, like, my coach. I was like, yo, should I do something about it? And obviously he said yes because I personally didn't think that BYU was going was gonna to allow us to do it or anything, or, like, approve it. So I was, like, um, it was kind of, like, not nerve-wracking, but um, it was definitely, like, questionable. But it was something I really wanted to do. And then I kind of just texted a lot of players, and I was, like, would y'all be interested in uh, doing this video? Texted a couple of friends for some help. Called my mom, because <laughs> I called mom for everything. I was, like, I want to write this script. What should I say? Mama, like, I have this idea. But she gave me a couple ideas, and then we just, it just rolled from there, and, um, it's a short little script and I just started writing and I asked a whole bunch of players, uh, just a different group, minority from different backgrounds, uh, just if they would be able to just say one line and to 
support it. And I'll see a big part of it too with coming up with uh, or with the whole idea was um, so like Bachelor had a um, like a I guess uh, a silent protest at, at the at a park down here in Pogo. And then I think I've seen I've seen a lot of my teammates there too. And I was like, okay, like I understand I'm gonna have a lot of support behind this video. So like I just gotta do it now. Like I just have to invite all those people that were there at the protest and like people who also weren't there on the team. But um I know it's kind of it was just kind of simple, simple thing. Um and it went a long way and I'm glad for it too. And I know a lot of schools now were kind of following along with it. I know San Jose came out the video. Uh, Utah is doing a lot of things now too. So, yeah, yeah, it was great. It was a great message as a program. It really was, and to see multiple guys from different backgrounds, um, that was amazing as well. How, how has this been received? What's what's the kind of uh, impact that you're seeing it, it's had? <laughs> um, personally, I haven't seen a big impact. I've been getting a lot of just congratulations and like thank yous for being a big voice of the, a big voice for the, no, I'm saying for the program or just for the whole movement going on. Um, but I think I've, I've also seen it reach a lot of big people. I think uh, like Fox News talked about that and Donovan Mitchell and something else. Um, so, I mean, I think that's big. Just that alone goes a long way, you know? So I think it's going to have a, it has a big impact everywhere regardless but um, but yeah, was, yeah. It's an outstanding video, Malik, and uh, I'm probably underselling it. Um, but we want to know what we can do um, as a community to to be more outspoken and to move forward and to, and to make a difference, not just here at BYU, but out in our families and uh, in our individual communities. What what can we do? Um, for me, I think the biggest thing that a lot of people, especially when I come out of Utah, a lot of people, uh, they haven't really experienced a lot of different cultures and a lot of, cause it's not really much, it's not really much diversity here and a lot of places in the world as well. So I think for people, some, a big thing that people can do is just to simply kind of to surround yourself with more, with different people that aren't like you, that have different beliefs, not just people who are. LDS or just Christian or Muslim, you know, you're like surround yourself with a lot of people with different backgrounds, different cultures and get to know them and like understand them and understand where they're coming from and just look into the history books of like, if you don't understand anything, just look into a history, like go online and research, you know, because a lot of things aren't what it seems to be in this world nowadays. Like it's ever since the black movement came around, like a lot of history has really popped up about, different statues that stand and like just a lot of this is a lot it's crazy how much history has really popped up so i mean the biggest thing is just to just understand people surround yourself with people who are just totally different from you no matter what just totally different could be like gay straight doesn't matter it's you know i'm saying get to understand them and to just look into the history books more and i think that'll take you a lot of people a long ways um getting to know this whole movement because the Black Lives Matter movement isn't just about Black lives. It's, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's, just, it's a lot. It's, it's Black because Black Lives Matter, but there's more. There's, there's a lot more to it. So, Absolutely. <laughs> and I had a conversation, frankly, with someone close to me recently that, that uh, was a little uncomfortable where I felt like I needed to not just sit back and say, well, maybe that's them, not me. And 
a couple months ago, I think I would have just been like, well, that's what they think. But I had a conversation with Link with someone because of this movement where I said, you know what? I want to kind of discuss this a little more and, and discuss how you feel and, and maybe how I feel about what you think. And uh, it was a little uncomfortable because a few months ago I wouldn't have done that. But I really appreciate that now uh, we learned from Derwin Gray. You can't just be not racist. You have to be anti-racist and, and yeah. take action. So I really appreciate that. And, and hopefully I can continue to do that. And, and we've watched uh, different things on Netflix and learned – I didn't realize, Malik, that you and I live on a different planet. I just, you know what I mean? I didn't realize it. And now we realize it. So I'm happy that action's being taken and hopefully we can all be better for this and that this won't be just a temporary thing right now. Yeah, this has to be something that really has to just keep on going and progressing because sadly, racism is going to be, it's going to be around, you know what I'm saying, for a long time. It's just a matter of, you've been able to understand people. And like, like you said before, just taking action to people who are just kind of being, I guess, blind to what's really going on and the injustices in the world right now. Cause it's a lot of, it's a lot of things is happening. A lot of people are just really just kind of going like this towards it. So, and we can't do that. Got to take action. Like you said, and be the voice around you, like educate yourself and be the voice and, to those people who may not think the same. So well, Malik, the ones yeah, you, you should be commended for your efforts. And uh, we want you to know that we stand with you and we appreciate what you're doing. And um, please at any time, let us know what else we can do as we move forward together uh, in, in promoting black lives matter um, because uh, we're all sons and daughters of God. And uh, that, that's what we're focusing on. So thanks so much for the time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on too. Malik Moore on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Man, it's hard not to appreciate uh, how genuine and real he is. And I love the backstory of, I called my mom. Yeah. You know, called mama, went through it uh, to discuss uh, what we wanted to do, how to, uh, how to present this. And it just, I thought it turned out perfectly. Yeah, everything, everything about it was, was spot on. And uh, congratulations to him and to them for, for doing that. Coming up, Deep Blue with the Kafusis, Isaiah and Jackson. And our best to wear it segment moves up to number 36. Who is it? This is BYU Sports Nation. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, Kiki heads to campus in honor of BYU's announcement for fall semester. And have you ever wished you could see Fessy Sataki perform into the unknown? Well, maybe not, but I have a feeling you're going to see it. Check it out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Nothing like breaking down the soundtrack to Frozen 2 with the BYU <laughs> wide receivers coach. Love you, Fessy. He is Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. After entering the transfer portal, cornerback Isaiah Heron announced on Instagram yesterday that he has decided to stay at BYU. Last season for the Cougars, Heron finished with 22 tackles, 17 solo, and two pass breakups. Cougars in the PGA. There are like 10 guys to report on. Okay, maybe not 10, but clap anymore. Almost. Yes, well, let's do it. Good call. Good call. At the Utah Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour, BYU alumni Patrick Fishburne is even through nine holes. Cole Ponich, current BYU golfer, is one over through five holes, the lone amateur to play in the Utah Championship. Daniel Summerhays is even through five, playing in his 
finale as a touring pro. Mike Weir, Masters champion, tees off this afternoon. Peter Quest is making his PGA Tour debut as well in Connecticut at the Travelers Championship. He will tee off in a bit. Zach Blair is three under par through 14 holes. A bit loud. I'm sorry. You've offended some of the of the, of the patrons. <laughs> Every time I do that, boys, I cannot help but think about the insurance commercial where the Kraken comes out and is just grabbing caddies yeah, and oh fans. Yeah. Oh. In the comments, like, this course is electric. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. All right, it's time for the best to wear. We're counting up to 99, one number each show. Today, it's all about number 36. Who is the best athlete to wear number 36 at BYU, Jason? How about we go with Bob Davis? I love it. 1986 through 1989 with BYU football, 349 tackles, 12 sacks. Woo! Seven tackles for loss, nine pass breakups, force fumble, an INT, and a touchdown. Did you know, Spencer, he ranks uh, with the eighth most tackles in BYU Let's go. history. Look at Bob with this huge Dude, I love the I, I love those, like, just shoulder pads. Like, the, the <laughs> accentuated neck pad. This is so great. <laughs> he was a two-time All-American. Bob in, the Builder. He ate. In 89, he was a two-time first-team all-whack player. Uh-huh. 1988, he was a Butkus Award finalist. Finalist. Finalist, yes. Not just a nominee. Let's go. This is a great, by the way. This is, this is great. Before 1988 clash with the University of Miami, Davis said of one of uh, the quarterback of the hurricane, Steve Walsh, I want to hit Walsh. I don't like that guy. <laughs> I want a sack. He's arrogant. He's always pointing and flaunting and talking. He's kind of like me. Great. It's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, well, Bob and BYU didn't get him uh, in 88, but the Cougars got him in 1990 in Provo. They did. Great stuff. All right, coming up, Tom Homo, a top three athletic director. And Deep Blue with the Kafusi brothers. No, no, no. The other Kafusi brothers. The cousins of those brothers. You'll understand in a minute. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. To get to know the players, the coaches, and some compelling fan stories, search Deep Blue on the BYU TV app today. All 23 Deep Blue features from last season are available and on demand today, which is a perfect segue, Spencer. Uh, Yes, it's almost like we planned it, and we did. This week's Deep Blue on BYU Sports Nation dives into the lives of Jackson and Isaiah Kafusi. The other Kafusi brothers, the cousins of the OG Kafusi brothers. <laughs> and it details how football is way more than just a game for the Kafusi family. This is Deep Blue. Family in Polynesian culture, it's huge. You know, they're very family oriented and family centered. For us, it was always, you know, family first and then sports. At the end of the day, you know, my dad would always call us together as a family and we have kind of a mini family home evening. We say what we were grateful for. We always ended in a prayer. Jackson and Isaiah are similar in that they're really both dedicated to football, but their approaches are completely different. Isaiah has really started to become a great leader for our team and our program. His ability to lead and to help and and care for others has been unbelievable. Isaiah is very vocal in the meeting room. He's vocal in the locker room, out on the practice field. He's the kind that if he has a bad practice or a bad game, I'll get a text or a phone call from him. He wants to know what he can do better. And he really 
wears his uh, emotions and how much he cares about football out there in the open for everybody to see. And now there is a player hurt for BYU, and that's Isaiah Kafusi. There was a play during the first half that I you know, kind of got rolled up on and my ankle, felt my ankle pop. Immediately your heart just starts pounding. My husband bolted and we knew he was heading straight for the locker room. You know, I knew that it was bad. You know, I couldn't really walk on it and I felt it was probably better for the team for me to sit out. I didn't want to be detrimental to what was going on. I felt like he was playing one of the best games he's ever played. So that was really hard to watch him go down. And then to, to lose the game was just like, it was just salt in the wound. I think it hit me pretty hard. A lot of guys just say, oh, that's just another loss. You know, it's like eight in a row. Who cares? You know, you keep losing. But for me, it, it was different. You know, it kind of had, had settled, you know, and, and the recovery process was long and hard, I think, because of that reason. It was really hard on him and hard on his wife. It brought our family closer together to be there to support him and show him that we were there for him and love him, help them in any way we could. Playing them the first game this year, it was, it's a lot more motivating. It helped motivate me to recover and, and kind of be the best that I could be, really. But yeah, it was a rough, you know, rough off season, I guess you could say. Isaiah Kafusi. And the Cougar defense turns New Mexico State away. Jackson has a, a much cooler demeanor. He is, he can come off at first uh, impression as if he doesn't care about, about sports and about football, but then he, he takes whatever his attitude is in the meeting room and it seems kind of disassociated, and then all of a sudden out on the field he knows exactly what's going on, and I can tell that he's paid a lot of attention and he's, he's really serious about the way he does it too. I like to think of myself as... You know, kind of the more, like, humble, reserved, quiet. I want to try and lead by action kind of thing. I don't like to, to get hyped up and waste energy. I'd rather be focused and, and keep my mind clear so that I can react to things and so I can think of, you know, plays or situations in my head. One of my biggest dreams was to play together with my older brother. Once I saw that he was offered by BYU and he committed to BYU, you know, I was like, man, like, Utah, I thought that was our dream. Mission and, and that helped a lot because I wanted to, to be close with my Heavenly Father and I wanted to just set myself up for the right path in life. And I think I caught the vision that my brother did. He always talked about, you know, football is going to end someday and to be able to have a family and, and get an education as good as BYU's and stay on the right path was a big thing for him and I think it was a big thing for me as well once I caught that vision. It's just a one-stop shop for us down um, watching games down at BYU. So we love it. So And it saves us gas. <laughs> <laughs> brotherhood that they bring naturally has been awesome that they share it with the rest of the team so it's made us a lot closer as a group it's easy to see them connect with the rest of the teammates as, as brothers it's pure pure fun and joy to to watch your kids have fun out there and enjoy something that they love to do football to the Kafusi family means you're representing a family that has a lot of heart that loves everybody it's much more than just football, it's, it's family. And I, I love that part of it. And so I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity that I've had to come to BYU. That's what it's about, man. That, the, the deep blue segments are absolute gold. 
Deep Blue is a fantastic set of, of oh. videos. Like the the stories that are told in those are just phenomenal. I, anybody, and we, we talked about it coming in the segment. All of those are available if if you wanna if you wanna check out any of those. And I know we've been replaying them here on BYU Sports Nation, uh, but I'll I'll just mention it again. Um, you can go to the BYU TV app. All twenty three deep blue features from last season are available there on demand right now. It's a growing archive. Yes, it is. More to come. Yes, it is. More to come. Uh, also, there's this, Jason. Um, when you watch that BYU-Utah game from last year, it's hard not to think about <laughs> what? Countdown to the Utes. 70 days. Ten weeks away. Is it really happening? Like, are they actually going to play this game hey, all we ten know weeks what, from today? All we know is as of today... It's going to be it's played. On. It's all we, that's all we care about is, is today. Just right? let me watch it on TV, whatever. I mean, I'd yes. like to be there in person, but just let's play the game, man. Let's play the game. I hear you. Coming up, one of our rising shout-outs is Vinsane. Oh, my goodness. Playing and words. Fred Warner, a top-10 linebacker in the National Football League right now. Someone said it. Is it too high or too low? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation continues with something you may have heard before, and I'm going to tell you again. The show is available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Yeah, you can also download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And please don't forget why you're there. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. All right, Jason, we've got just under five minutes left in the show. So let's get to it. Too high, too low, or just right. Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. I'll start, Jason, at number one. Stadium Sports Jeff Goodman ranks Tom Homo third among non-Power 5 athletic directors based on hiring football and basketball coaches. Is that too high, too low, or just right? Uh, I and I'll give a little context here very quickly. For football, he's given an A- minus for football. He's given a B-plus for basketball. I think the basketball should be higher than a B-plus. I also think it should be an A-. minus. So I'm going to say it's too low. I think it actually should be a little higher because I think the basketball, his basketball grade should be higher. Okay. From from Jeff Goodman. Yeah, I think if there's an A-, minus, if there were only one A-, minus, I would give it to basketball based on what Dave Rose accomplished. Agreed. Agreed. And Mark Pope. Like, so if there's going to be one B+, plus and one A-, minus, it probably should be basketball getting the A-. Minus yeah. There. All right. Next. All right, CBS Sports ranks Fred Warner as the ninth best NFL linebacker and behind somebody else who went to Utah State. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, Spencer Linton, too high, too low, or just right? Ninth best NFL linebacker. Um, I think this is just about right, Jason. Fred Warner is a top ten linebacker in the NFL. I mean, the guy with the 49ers got himself to the Super Bowl, had an interception in the Super Bowl. He is... Clearly uh, solidifying himself as one of the emotional leaders, uh, not just by uh, talking, but but showing it on the field. He's a top ten NFL linebacker. I think it's just right. Yeah, and the numbers the numbers back that up. I mean, whether whether take take the opinion out of it. If you just look at the numbers, the numbers back that up. And in two in his two years, he's already played in a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, again, and like I said, making an impact. Yes, in the and biggest making game. making an impact. Luckily. Sorry, Fred, but the 49ers lost tonight. 
Best of both worlds, right? Fred played an amazing game. Fred got an time. INT, and which at the Chiefs time won. I was not excited about. But then the end, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Number three, The Athletic did a mascot draft with six of their college football writers. Cosmo was a fifth-round pick by Nicole Auerbach. Jason, uh, fifth round pick too high, too low, or just right? It's too low. It's so low that I can't even comment on it because it makes me angry. Listen, it's drafting Tom Brady 199th overall in the sixth round. Great. If you want the goat to fall that far in the draft, fine. Is fine the, by me. Is Whatever. the Cougar the goat? Yes. If, uh, well, there's, there's some interesting plan words there. Is, is the Cougar the goat? The Cougar eats the goat. But you know where I'm going. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, no, this is the, this is Tom Brady. This is this is Tom Brady falling to the sixth round. It's way too low. It's way too Come low. Come on. Come on. All right. That wraps up too high, too low, or just right. Our question of the day, which is a more accurate statement about BYU basketball and why? BYU's winning the transfer portal. Or, according to Joe Lenardi, BYU basketball is not an NCAA tournament team. In fact, they are not listed as one of the last 12 out right now. Joe Lenardi will come around. I have faith in that. He will when BYU wins. Because a few BYU games, will force they his will. hand. They, they, they will make it a thing, just yes. like they did in Mark Pope's first season. Our elite voice of the day answering that question, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Real Cosmo Cougar. BYU won the mascot portal and the mascot tourney. <laughs> that has nothing to do yeah. with. By the way, but, either of the real things, but that's a good tweet. All the way. In. Anybody that puts real in front of anything, you immediately know it's not the real. <laughs> the real. I want you to change your Twitter handle now to, to the real, real Jason Shepard. Anybody that puts real, that is a red flag, <laughs> that is not the real. You don't need to do that because you have a blue check mark. I have a blue check mark. You've got the blue yes. check you're, you're verified, man. Yes. You're verified, and my jealousy rages over. <laughs> <laughs> Today's rise oh. and shout-outs. Jason, you go first. All right. I am going to go with half man, half amazing. Mm. Uh, Vince Carter announcing his retirement after 22 years in the NBA. How can we all? How can any of us forget the dunk over the Frenchman, Frederick Weiss? You can. It's the greatest dunk ever. It's awesome. Congrats. Mine goes, mine goes to Isaiah Heron, BYU football player. So well spoken in his message about returning to BYU. Glad to have him back. Our thanks to today's guest and another teammate of Isaiah Heron, Malik Moore, who was also great. That conversation continuing 24/7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Eddie Stinnett. We'll see you tomorrow on BYUSN. Go Cougs. One, two, three, triple threat.